Good morning. It is Tuesday, April 7th, and it is 3.57 a.m., and you are tuning in to Detangle the Fro. I'm your host, Megan Rivers, and I am just a woman owning my truths and bearing my soul. So you guys, thank you for coming back and listening to me talk about life. (laughs) Uh, No, just kidding, but truly, thank you for taking time to listen I really do appreciate um, you guys uh, just going with me on this journey of podcasting and actually giving me the feedback um, that you all have been giving to me. I do appreciate it so much. So thank you. Um, I hope that you all are doing well. You know, I know that life for everyone right now is very hectic. And not so much of it's a lot going on, but there is absolutely nothing going on other than what is going on, you know. And I think that it's forcing us to sit down and to be still, whether you are being still and literally not doing anything throughout the day, whether you are being still and focusing on different home projects or being still and focusing more on your relationships with your spouse or your relationships with your children or your family or your relationship with yourself, which is the most important. I think right now with this virus that's going on, the pandemic that it has become, I think it shows us what is most important in life, you know, and that is time and the opportunity to be able to love and the opportunity to be able to help and the opportunity to be able to give and to just be human. Um, But I am not going to spend this entire podcast talking about what currently is going on um, because I feel that, you know, we've given a lot of energy to it as it is. And it's just not what I want to talk about. Uh, What I will discuss is what I kind of hinted towards a few weeks ago before all of this happened or came to light, I should say. Um, I want to talk about sex. Yeah, that, you know, that's some people's favorite topics. But I want to talk about the lack thereof. Okay, yeah, I'm talking about celibacy. Um, so a few weeks ago, I was, you know, joking about this show that I watch on NBC called Good Girls and the character played by Manny Montana. Um, I just think he is so hot. Um, yes, Manny Montana, he's attractive, but he's a married man. Um, sorry, he's a married man. So I'm not looking at the actual man. It's more so of his character and, you know, this man that he's portraying, he's just, Uh, He just gives off this alpha male sex appeal that just is amazing, okay? Um, But anywho, uh, and so I was talking with some people, and, you know, I just kind of was like, yeah, you know, he'll be the perfect man, you know, the character again. Um, However, if he's not the husband, he ain't getting nothing because, you know, celibacy is what's going on. Um, and so I got the question, well, how do you feel that celibacy is, you know, the best route to go now after two kids? So let's get into that. <laughs> so, yes, I know that I have um, two children 
And what I decided was, I just, well, let me back up. This is not my first time um, taking the route of celibacy. I started when I was in my early 20s, but it didn't last because I found myself into a, a relationship and I wanted to, you know, please my partner. I wanted to be there, everything. You know, again, I know when I'm going to say all of this, I'm going to cringe because, you know, when you know better, you do better. And so I wish I could go back and tell 20-year-old Megan, girl, no, you know, run, dodge that bullet. But that's not what happened. It is what it is. Um, But in my 20s, I dibbled and dabbled, and I could say it like that, with celibacy. And I dibbled and dabbled, I, I would say it that way, because, again, in my younger days, I was so committed to being committed and being a good girlfriend that I wasn't committed to myself or my goal of celibacy. And I think that's one of the things that I regret the most, because um, it knocked me off my track in life. At least that's what I feel. And I, you know, I don't think that it's a bad thing. It's a life lesson. But when I think back over everything, I do wish that I would have stayed the course because the type of person that I am, I feel that life would have gone completely different for me. But again, I was caught up in being a good girlfriend to, you know, someone who wasn't ready for me to be that or couldn't really accept the love that I was giving at that young age. And young is 20, 21, 22, 23. Yes, that's still young because you don't know, you you know, you just don't know. I'll just leave it there for another person to kind of come in and we can have a conversation later. But when you are in a relationship and you're not married, okay, let's, let's, let's go there. When you're not married, and it's not even so much of just a spiritual sense, but think about how much energy and how much time um, goes into sex. Thinking about the emotional aspect, the physical aspect, and we can also say the mental as well as the spiritual aspect of sex, you realize that it does take a lot out of a person or a lot out of a relationship when sex is um, a factor, you know, or the foundation of the relationship or a benefactor. Of course, you know, sex is good, but when we're not using it in the proper way, Um, it becomes more of a weapon than anything. Think about it. Most of us, you know, started having sex when we were in our, you know, early 20s or late teens, 18, 19 or something like that. And at that time, we were either just leaving high school, starting college. You get your first taste of just sex in general. You lose your mind. You know, you're wanting to become you know, you think you are in love, at least 
for girls you do you know you think you're falling in love and so you want to devote this time you want to be the best for him um you know you develop a sense of jealousy when you see him talking to another girl in general you know you you think that that's my man and it just it just doesn't do well okay like i've seen it it happened to me I can speak from personal experience. I see it happening with um, some of my younger cousins. I've seen it happen with my friends. It, you know, we went through a lot of trial and error when we were dating. And, you know, a lot of times sex was a big issue. Um, and I feel that society puts these parameters on us when we're in a relationship and make it seem as if sex is necessary in order for you to get to know someone. I think that sex is the last thing that should be done in a relationship in reference to getting to know someone because your your judgment isn't clouded. You're not able to say, you know, you love someone without actually getting to know them for their mind and their soul before you actually get to, you know, know their body. You know, and then I remember having a conversation with a guy um, while I was in college and we were talking about celibacy and he was like, you know, yeah, I tried to be celibate, but I needed to know that the car that I was going to drive was going to be the car that I wanted to drive for the rest of my life. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He was like, you know, what if I married this girl and she don't know what she's doing in the bed and I was like well that's where you can teach her you know that's when you are compatible with someone mentally spiritually emotionally if they are lacking in the physical area of life that's not something that's the worst thing like you can have a conversation and you can say hey this is what I like this is what I want you to do to please me and if you don't know how to let me show you and you teach them. That's the whole point of having a conversation. That's the whole point of communication. That's the whole point of the mental aspect of it, you know? Spiritually, sex is given to us by God. But when we use it and we're having sex with Adam, Jacob, Jinger, Heimer, Smith, his name is my name too, his man is my man too, you know, all of that. Um, it causes confusion because we are laying down with these different people. And when you lay down with these different people, you know, spirits intertwine. Just think about it. You, you have to really think about that. If you think that you can kiss somebody, hug somebody, let alone invite them into your personal space, your real personal space, inside of you and you think that nothing is taken away from either one of you guys you're a fool you are a fool to think that think about it think about just for one moment think about that you lay down with someone you guys lay in a bed together that is one of the most intimate places that you can be your place of rest your place of peace when you take off your clothes, you are naked, you are vulnerable. You are invited somebody into your soul. And when you invite the wrong person into your soul, 
Um, it disrupts your peace. It disrupts your mental space. And a lot of times people don't see that. People don't understand it. I know I didn't when I was younger. Um, I know I dated a guy and, you know, I think that if sex were not involved, he and I could have stayed best friends, truly, honestly. But you mix the wrong kind of juice together. Sorry for that visual. Um, But if you mix the wrong kind of spirits together at the wrong time, it's a nuclear bomb basically waiting to blow up. And that's basically what that relationship was. Um, It was very volatile, not on his behalf, but mine. I was too young to be having sex. I was in my 20s, and I didn't understand. I, I had only had sex with less than three people, less than two. There you go. Um, so there were a lot of things that I still didn't understand, and I didn't really have the kind of relationship. If you listen to my previous podcast with my mom, then you understand that I didn't have that kind of talk or um, communication with an adult woman in my life to give me feedback about that kind of stuff. My sex talk was one at five. That's literally no ringy, no thingy. That's what I was told about sex. Um, The next time I heard about sex was when I was in my 20s, I think 24, 25. And all she said was, you're being safe, right? That's it. That's it. Nothing else was said. So I didn't know, you know, and I know for some people that's kind of hard to grasp. Like, how did you not have that conversation? That's just not the kind of relationship I had with my mom. Anywho, um, so because I did not have that type of feedback or space to have the conversations that a young woman needs to have about her body, about sex, about you know, what happens if this happens, a lot of errors were made. And looking back over those errors, if I had just someone who I could have had a conversation with, not just my friends, because we were all going through the same thing. So it was a blind leading the blind. I think that I would have been able to make, you know, better choices. But now Now that I have my children, now that I have my daughter and my son specifically, how they are, um, and then just me knowing myself now, I see that I am better focused with sex removed. Um, I'm better focused with not having to have that type of physical commitment, not right now. You know, I'm not trying to sign up to be a a wife without the actual title of being a wife. I, I don't want to play house with anyone. I don't I don't want to do that. Um, so I feel that removing sex for myself, this has nothing to do with anyone else, but for myself, it gave me leverage with myself to be able to see who I am outside of this physical, meaning what can I do? What else could I do for someone? How else can I be pleasing to my future husband? What mental capacity 
am I able to take up in his mind? Um, how am I able to stimulate him on a mental level, on a spiritual level? Um, am I able to, you know, pronounce the right words in the prayers that I'm praying? Am I saying the right prayer? You know what I mean? Like those type of things. Um, how intimacy is defined for me. What is an intimate evening at home with yourself? What is an intimate evening at home with your spouse aside from sex? And when you really think about those things, it's it's alarming <laughs> to say how we do define in- intimacy when we remove sex from the picture. Um I saw this thing on Instagram and it just resurfaced again. It was this guy basically talking about how when he met his um, then girlfriend, now wife, how they were also celibate. And, you know, at first he was just like, you know, this is not going to work for me. But he was like, after he prayed about it, he saw that that was probably one of the most powerful things he could have done to propel himself in business. Um, And he spoke about the spirit of semen. I know that sounds crazy, but it's just when semen is released in that type of capacity, sexual capacity, you know, it only creates life as far as just a physical form of a child, you know. But when sex, um, not sex, I'm sorry, when the semen is released in a spiritual sense, um, in a mental sense, it has the power to produce uh, businesses and to produce different ideas that you would be able to actually hone in on and, you know, move you forward in life. And I think that's really amazing. Um, Basically saying the, you know, you're taking that sexual energy and maneuvering it into something else. And believe me, I understand exactly what it means. Because when you think about it, I'm, I'm human now, sex does come up. You know, you do have the yearning for that touch and that feel, you know, every now and then. But when that energy arises, you know, when I take it and I move it to something more creative, uh, something that comes natural to me is, you know, me writing or me talking. When I take that energy that I would use for those 45 minutes to an hour and a half, two hours, whatever, and I maneuver it from it being a physical energy that is being released to it being a spiritual energy or a mental energy, um, I find that I am most creative. Uh, I've written a lot of different little pieces, um, whether it's an article that I have yet to submit, I'm getting better. Um, or written another chapter in the book or written down ideas as far as a different type of business, um, written out business plans, um, short stories for the kids. It's just that energy is redirected or rerouted into something that is... um, something that is more productive for me right now. And I feel that once we start to kind of get that idea, I think that 
you know, we would not be so willing to give ourselves in that manner so freely. Um, and not only that, like at the end of the day, I just don't want to have any more kids physically. Um, I am blessed enough to have the two children that I have now and I love them. Um, but I know that I don't want to go through another pregnancy because that's two years. If you've ever had children, you know that a pregnancy is is two years, basically. You know, you have that year of basically the nine months, 10 months that you're pregnant. Then that first year that that child um, is alive, you know, you're really not yourself. And postpartum, whether you're, you know, just the baby blues, postpartum depression, but that time period, it doesn't have a time cap. I know that I've spoken to some women who said that they still have postpartum their child is five. So there is no time cap, you know, as far as dealing with that. And just for me, um, I'm just now feeling like I'm starting to get back to myself, being able to have clearer thoughts um, and not be so emotional about about things. Um, So that's another reason, uh, you know, for my celibacy. Um, but in this time, I've learned one main thing about myself and about celibacy. And it has taught me not to settle. And what I mean is it's taught me not to give in to a moment of pleasure over a lifetime of clarity. And so whether that's a moment of, oh, you know, I like this person, so let me get this quick whatever out of me versus me spending time getting to know someone, talking to them all the time, um, and that lifetime of clarity meaning I, A, we end up together or B, we do not, but I didn't give or lose a sense of myself or a piece of myself by giving myself to them prematurely, if that makes sense. Um, and so I have learned to just be more selfish with me. Before, I was very, um, not needy, but just willing to give you know, because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. So as a girlfriend, as somebody who was, you know, talking, y'all know how that goes. We talking, but y'all not together. Stupidest thing ever. Don't ever fall for that BS. But yeah, when I was, you know, just being with someone, um, I was just willing to be, you know, trying to be there all when I really shouldn't have been nothing at all. It should have just been, we cool, we can talk. And if you earn my time and vice versa, you know, because a lot of times we always feel like as women, we, you know, we should be earned. And that is the case. But men, and I'm saying this as a mother of a daughter and a son, both men and women should be earned. The time should be earned. It should be a collaborative effort of earning each other. So I think that. I have learned that being selfish is probably the most, like, the best thing that I could do for myself right now. And should have been doing, but did not. And in being selfish, I'm just learning to be okay with me. 
just simple as that. I'm learning to be okay with giving a response as simple as no and letting that be the like that's that's complete. There is nothing to follow. Just no. There's no explanation. It is what it is. Like right now I have a sense of empowerment. You know, like you ever gone to like you know, one of those women empowerment brunches and you're just like, okay, you feel empowered for like five minutes. And then after that, it's just like, yeah, no, I mean, it was a good meal, but what's next? You know what I mean? I feel like that's what happens with sex. Like you get this rush over you for however long you're in the act of doing it. And then, you know, the thrill is gone. Like you got it. You're good. You're done. It's like, okay, on to the next thing, on to the next person. And if you're that kind of person, it is what it is. But when, and for myself with celibacy, the sense of empowerment is something that is stronger and um, everlasting, something that cannot be easily removed, um, whether somebody comes or goes, <laughs> no pun intended. It's just, I don't know, It's it gives me a sense of peace. Yes, that's what it also does. Celibacy gives me a sense of peace. Um, it gives me a sense of peace that I am whole and I have not given myself to someone who did not deserve me just because we had a conversation or we, you know, the, they were able to find my quote unquote spot or whatever. Like, what are the requirements for someone to have that much of you? You know what I mean? Giving yourself to someone physically is a lot. So what standards have you set for yourself? You know, to say, hey, this is what, you know, it'll take for us to actually go there. For me, my standard is to be someone's wife. And for us to be able to stimulate each other on a mental level, to have conversations upon conversation upon conversations, you know, without it ever seeming like time is either, you know, even passing, you know. Um, another standard is for there to be this sense of protection and covering. I want me and my spouse to be able to cover one another in prayer. And I think that is one of the most beautiful things when you're able to pray over your spouse, pray your spouse through certain things to pray for them. Um, I think that is another form of intimacy and that is another standard that I have set for myself in being celibate. Um, It's just, it does come with a lot and a lot of people aren't ready to handle that, you know, per se, but I think you should challenge yourself. If you are, you know, not married, I think that you should challenge yourself to be celibate. Um, And it's not so much of, anything else but for yourself just to you know look within a little bit more to be able to actually find who you are outside of what you offer to someone physically you know like who are you and not even just the physical aspect or you know the career that you have like what can you do for someone else 
you know, what can you give to someone else to make their life better? Not to make their life complete. I think everyone should be whole before they get into a relationship. But what can you do to embellish the next person, whether that's, you know, your spouse, a friend, a parent, a child, you know, being celibate doesn't necessarily just only, you know, talk about the sex that we are not having. You know, it's also about what you're gaining, you know, from other people, um, from yourself more than anything. And from the experience um, of just pushing aside that part of life. I feel like I rambled tonight, this morning. Um, I couldn't sleep. I've been crying off and on <laughs> because I've been feeling um, overwhelmed with everything that's going on. And you don't really know what to say to like comfort people when you, when you, know, you know, they tell you, oh, you know, my this person in my family died from this and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you don't know what to say, um, you know, and you don't know how to be there for them because in this type of environment, we're not able to travel. And, you know, you don't know if someone who has died from the virus, if, you know, once they're buried, if you get too close to the casket, if you would get the virus, like you don't, we don't know. And so it's just a very difficult time to be in and for me I would rather pray and you know cry about my feelings <laughs> and eat fruit snacks yeah um but I think that for the most part we are managing a little bit better than I thought we would and we're taking it day by day that's the least that we can do right now. Um, but if you do have um, moments where you are feeling beyond overwhelmed, just stop, take a nice deep breath, and appreciate that moment that you're in. Nothing else. Nothing more, nothing less. Just appreciate the moment that you're in. Take in the beauty of your surroundings. And then just take it minute by minute. And then build it up to hour by hour and then day by day. But don't do too much. Um, don't think that you have to do any more than you already are doing. And if you have to scale back some, that is totally fine. We're managing life and um, an uncharted territory for this generation so it is it is okay and yeah that's 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 really it you guys um I hope that you all enjoyed this podcast it was very random not really um but my thoughts were kind of random tonight still intentional though but you all enjoy the rest of your day and I keep saying night when I should be saying morning, but I haven't been to sleep yet. So you guys be blessed. Good morning.